0: I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health. The future of health is voice. Well, hello, and welcome to episode number 16 of Voice First Health. So glad to have you with me here. It's Terry Fisher here again, and today I am welcoming a fantastic guest. We have Iram Aziz Khan, who is the co-founder and CEO of SoundMind, which is a a voice uh, technology company that is uh, a leader in creating skills, voice applications ...for the aging population, particularly at this stage, those that are living in senior living campuses, as you will hear. We have a little discussion about the correct terminology for these uh, facilities or campuses, if you will. Um, Anyway, uh, Iram is really uh, gracious enough to share some of her knowledge, some of her experience... ...and some of the ways that they are changing the the experiences of these uh, residents of these campuses... I believe that this is such an important part of voice-first technology, uh, particularly when we are able to uh, access. And serve the aging population in a way that is much more frictionless, much more seamless, uh, in ways that they are able to access technology that is going to make their lives and is and, it, and is in fact making their lives that much more enjoyable, uh, stress-free, and uh, bringing a little bit more comfort to their to their daily living. So, without any further ado, I want to welcome Iram onto the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Iram. It's great to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm hoping we can start off just by learning a little bit about you and your background.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of, um, so I have a little checkered past, you know, I've come a long way since I graduated college with a degree in forensic chemistry and toxicology. Okay. And so so I had to pick a major during high school and, um, I didn't want to go into pre-med much to my parents' chagrin. You know, huh. my father was a doctor, and I saw how hard he worked and how much time he spent away from his family. Although he was doing God's work, um, it seemed like it was very intense for my personality. Uh-huh. Um, although I did love science, and I also loved the X Files.
0: <laughs> so, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah. So, like, my goal was to be Scully from the X Files. <laughs> Great. And I figured I'd be doing autopsies on aliens by now. But... Uh.
0: <laughs> That didn't quite, it hasn't quite gone that way yet.
1: No, that's not, not yet. Who right. knows? Um, but what happened was after I graduated, um, the pharmaceutical world, like picked up on my analytical chemistry talents mm-hmm. and, um, they, you know, offered me a you know, sizable salary at 21 years old. So I ended up developing therapeutic medicine and oh, wow. I did that for about like six years. So, um, I worked for uh, major pharmaceutical companies um, developing different types of um therapeutic medicine. And um and it was great. I mean, it was really uh lab-based work. And and I was doing that for a while, then I felt the need that I really needed to get out of the lab. Um, my personality and I think also my DNA, my grandparents, both my on both sides were entrepreneurs, and I wanted to do something where I really interact with people and I w- I could see the immediate results of my work um in the pharmaceutical world. It takes 20 years to develop a medicine, right. and it's really hard to really track. You know how how, how do I contribute to that? Um, so, so I did. So I left, and at the same time, I also got married. And um, my husband's job, um, because of his job, we lived in different countries, and um, we lived in India for a year, and then Malaysia for a couple of years. But I ended up getting um, very unique jobs that were very uh, entrepreneurial. And social technology oriented. Oh, okay. And um, so I worked with a a company that's associated with TED, like TED Talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, When I was in India. Yep. And I ran their fellows program. And I learned so much about this very uh, unique uh, technologies that were being developed and what it took to make them. And I met so many amazing people. And after um, I worked on that and had to move again, I ended up working with another. Um, company in malaysia that focused on um, using technology for um, wellness but i ran their um, local program to develop the tech tech ecosystem and with them i worked with like really amazing organizations Um, one is called singularity university
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and there i just like it just my whole world came upside down because you know their whole mission is to use advanced technology to solve the world's grand challenges. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is a high standard and I want to like raise myself to the standard. What, you know, how can I participate in this? What can I do? And I ended up working with different companies, um, uh, since I start like when I was, since I was in Malaysia and i um, really got a chance to work more as what they're called an uh, entrepreneur. So I didn't necessarily f- like found those companies, but I met the founders and they were starting to grow and I joined them and helped where I could. So, um, that was really like a, uh, an education in and of itself. And with those, um, companies, I participated in accelerator programs and that really, um, that was, uh, you know, an MBA program in and of itself. And, uh, and it was great. I learned so much. And so then after I, uh, lived in Malaysia for a while, I moved, um, back to the States and moved to New York and, I was introduced to my current co-founders and what we were doing is we were trying to figure out like how we could um, help like our parents and actually my co-founder who um, was really looking at a way to use ambient technologies to help people that were older. Um, His mother had Alzheimer's and she had um, passed away but he knew that there was you know there's so much technology that was being, that's being developed. So how can we leverage it to help? Um, at the time was we're, we're looking at people with Alzheimer's, right. but, um, since then we kind of shifted our, our focus. But, um, and, and at first, you know, he was looking at Google glass and, you know, came up with an idea to use that. But unfortunately that didn't take off and really penetrate the market at all. Mm-hmm. So then when we were thinking about it, um, so in 2014, when, uh, Alexa came out, we, were, we knew that this was something that could definitely be used by older adults. Right. Um, all you have to do is speak and you can perform tasks and get information. And we knew that this was big. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of how we got started. We um, created a skill um, for Alexa. It's called Memory Lane, which is available um, on Alexa right now. Mm-hmm. And um, And we started having focus groups where we would go into – senior centers and senior living communities to first see how uh, older adults react to Alexa and the technology, and then eventually we would um, have them use our, um, uh, or demonstrate the memory lane skill, and got their feedback from there. Wow. And and that's where we would, um, yeah, and that's kind of how we got started in the space.
0: That's that's fantastic. You you it sounds like you've got obviously a lot of experience in 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 technology and other and many different organizations that I'm sure you're bringing uh bringing to play here uh with Soundmind. So um so now you are uh involved with Soundmind and you are yes. the CEO and co-founder of Soundmind. Yes. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: so what's what what's sort of the mission of of Soundmind? You mentioned that you have the skill memory lane, but that's just one part of what you do, correct? Yes,
1: right. Yeah. So our you know whole mission, which of course evolves a lot, you know, we really especially when you're raising money and really talking about the company, and you know what we really landed on is that you know Samline's mission is to empower older adults, assist caregivers, and strengthen intergenerational relationships. Because people are older, you know, they sometimes require assistance, and even caregivers struggle with um, their own part in providing care, mm-hmm. and and strengthening intergenerational. relationships Intergenerational relationships is very important for older adults. They want to leave a legacy. They need to pass down information that they have acquired over the years that they were on this planet. So, being able to have those relationships are very important to them. So, this is really what our mission is to right. have to empower older adults, but really it's not just about them, it's about the society in which they live in.
0: Great. So, how how tell us more about that? How how does sound mind go about doing that right. mission or you're f- fulfilling that goal.
1: Right. So, um, as I mentioned, when we were going around doing a lot of like uh, user testing, you can say, um, and doing these focus groups and really listening to, um, some of the, uh, struggles that older adults um, were facing using existing technology. Uh, we call it traditional technology, meaning smartphones, iPads, computers. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we would, you know, talk to them Alexa and show them how it works, and they really caught on to it very quickly. It's just being able to speak and asking for the right things, and um, and they, it was hands down a great experience for them. And so we're like, okay, this is a good signal. Let's continue going down this route. So when we were in one particular assisted living facility, so this is um, people that you know are living there. Um, this is their home. They're in a, living in a community setting, Uh, one of the residents came up to me and was like, oh, I really loved your presentation today. Um, Can I just buy one of these devices from you? So this is the Alexa device. Hmm. And I said, oh, um, you can't buy it from me, but you can buy it from Amazon.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she was like, what's Amazon? (laughs) And she's like, the rainforest? I'm like, no, no, no. That would be quite a
0: trek to go pick up one in the Amazon. (laughs) Okay.
1: I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I'm like, no, you can just buy it online, and you know, obviously, she got it, and she's like, oh, I guess I'll get my daughter to buy it for me, and then I can just um, like plug it in, and it works the way that it worked today. And I said, well, not quite. You're going to have to create an account, download an app, um, sync it to Wi-Fi. And then configure some settings in order to get it to work to the, to the, the way it does today. Hmm. And as you can imagine, her like, eyes just glazed over mm-hmm. and she threw her hands up in the air and walked away from me. And she was like, oh, God, I'm, I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, oh, okay. And uh, then a little bit later, the, one of the administrators who focuses on creating activities for the assisted living facility she came up to me and she said, you know, a lot of the residents are very interested in getting these devices and I would like to use this device for our activities. Like what can I do to manage all of these devices and counts? Like what, what can I do? And then that's when the light bulb um, turned on to create our uh, main product, which is called connect the dots. And that's a multi Alexa manager for senior living. Uh, and okay. yep. Yep. And so it's a, a way for um, administrators and caregivers and a senior living facility to manage uh, multiple accounts and, um, and devices throughout the home, whether they're um, devices in resident rooms, in common areas, or in staff offices. So that's uh, our main problem. I
0: see. That, so that's great. So I can imagine a scenario then when uh, these, these uh, resident managers are able to send out all types of pertinent pieces of information to the residents and so on. Can you give us a couple of examples of like, what are some use case scenarios? How, how is it practically being used?
1: That's great. Yeah. So um, they can manage. So we also have skills that are linked to this um, called a dashboard where they can manage all the accounts. So we have the skills that are linked to it. Um, and the main features are um, the activities calendar is synced to it. So then activities director can upload their calendar into our Connect the dots dashboard and it's accessible Um, by any device in the residence, but at the same time, each resident has their own personal calendar that's linked to the device in their room, so they can hear what's happening in the community, but also manage and listen to what's happening in their own personal lives, and um, that's really an important feature, and the main feature we, um, the first feature we built, because um, currently today, um, many assisted living facilities um, print out their calendars um, by month, and you know, within a couple of days, events get canceled or switched around and that uh, paper calendar goes stale. Mm-hmm. So being able to quickly say, Alexa, cancel event by that activities director um, on the device that they're using, they can just instantly um, give update information to everyone in the facility. So um, and, and, and you know, on this podcast, we know that voice is a very efficient means of um, exchanging information and, I, and i'm sure you probably talked about this in your other podcast that you know the average person types 40 words per minute but speaks 150 words per minute right so being able to do that is um it helps with efficiency when we're talking about um, an operational um, aspect of um, providing information to like a community of people so that's like the one the main, the main uh the first thing that we've created but then that spun off a lot of different um features let me talk and listen to the community as a whole so the caregivers this um the residents and their families too so uh, menus are also accessible so asking what's for dinner is very popular (laughs) very popular (laughs) request um and we also um sync uh calling so um it's really cool because every device um you know has a unique phone number that's linked to it so they can um call uh Outbound calling, so we uh, have their top five contacts, we have multiple names for a single contact, so they can say, Alexa, call you know Jane, or Alexa, call my daughter, and call the same person, depending on how they say it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, uh, we basically, through our system, created an intercom on steroids. So this is a way of not only just calling one location, say the front desk, but they can call the dining hall. They can call a case manager. They can even um, send messages. So they can say, Alexa, send a message to maintenance that the air conditioner is not working. And then that message um, goes to into the workflow of the maintenance staff. And then it's like um, just some, in their queue and then they'll see it and be able to address it
0: interesting so this is a lot more or there's a lot more functionality to this than than the simple alexa drop-in feature where you can just drop into another room if i have two alexa devices in my home or that sort of thing
1: right it's definitely more yeah and um we don't do drop in at, at this stage um it's more just you know alexa call the front desk um, you know and then so it's, yeah so no drop-in at this time but something that i brought up um you know it's a really we really just take the uh take requests from the administration to see what features they want. We'll tell them all the things that are possible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're starting to slowly roll out, um, you know, the features that they think would best suited for their community. So maybe our next customer would want that or, so you know, we're open to that.
0: I see. And what, what sort of scale are you at now? Like how many, can you give us an idea of like how many people are using your product now?
1: Yeah. Um, so we've, uh, we've about 400 deployments of devices across, uh, five senior living communities. Oh, wow. Yep. And, um, yeah, so we're just starting, we're, um, you know, getting our feet wet and really it's, um, for us, we're taking the time to really understand where's the most value that we can add for, um, different parts of the continuum of care. So here in the United States and I'm and also I'm sure in Canada as well, Mm -hmm. um, senior living is very fragmented, not fragmented, that sounds like a bad word, but it's just, it just varies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, you have independent living where there are people that are older, but they're just living in a community, um, more like a campus. And actually, they should all be called campuses, but, um, you know, assisted living facilities. Like, you no know, one wants to live in a facility, uh, but um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of things that need to change um, in terms of the words that we use, and we hope to be part of that change. But um, so we have, like I was saying, independent living where there's, um, you know, there might be some amenities, um, but nothing uh, – Uh, too intense in terms of um, uh, health care. Then you have assisted living, which there um, would be uh, like a a doctor on staff and you have um, a cafeteria where they have um, three meals and you have different, a a lot of more activities that are available. So a lot more amenities. Um, Then we have skilled nursing facilities where there's more around the clock health care um, people that are older that have uh, more serious health conditions. Um, and oftentimes that's associated with a post acute, post acute care reha- right. rehab center. So right. people that have like a, an acute event where they might have, um, fallen and um, broken a bone and they, um, need to just be rehabilitated and they might either go back to an assisted as a living community or they go back home, um, which leads me to the other, um, organization is uh, Home Healthcare, which is very popular um, and seems to be where a lot of uh, aging services want to go towards. So the whole aging in place idea, keeping the adult at home is where um, we see this trend and we are looking to really move forward and getting more market share there.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you. So right now you're in these... um Senior living campuses. Um, mm-hmm. yes. but, um <laughs> but you're not necessarily in in homes yet providing these services in.
1: Right. Now so we are um yeah, so we're piloting with um a few uh oh, organizations okay. to see which features would be more beneficial um for a home health care agency. And and that requires a lot of like connecting different beneficiaries. You have the administration for the home health care, you have the family member. And, um, and, what, uh, and and what obviously the caregiver that goes into the home. And that's been really exciting, actually, because um, the administrators are very excited about this technology because there are a lot of challenges that they're facing. A big thing is um, caregiver retention, um, being able to create an environment for a caregiver where they really enjoy coming to work and they can spend more time with the Uh, older adult that they're taking care of. And, um, and how do we bring a voice assistant into this experience where it's like a third party that's there to help facilitate the care or the experience between these two people that, um, oftentimes, you know, in in today's, um, in in today where the caregivers often knew they, they don't really have people that stay there for years and years. So, um, their clients, these older adults, usually get new caregivers like all the time. And so, how does this care, how does this caregiver get up to speed on who this um, who the person that they're caring for, like what their interests are? Um, and that's actually a part of our our Connect the Dot software is that each uh, when we, so we will say um, each older adult has their own profile. And in that profile, we have um, um, some you know, healthcare. We're not, right now, we're focusing on. Who that person is in terms of what are their, what are their interests, what are their favorite movies, what are their, what's their favorite news, which of course, um, understanding that helps configure um, the settings for um, the voice assistant so they know like what should be in the, their flash breathing, for example, when we're talking about Alexa. Uh, but also like you know what's their professional careers and just the most important things you should know about this individual so when a new caregiver comes into this, into this relationship, they can really get up to speed very quickly
0: oh interesting yeah okay cool and and probably the most important question is how are how are these people enjoying or how are they how are they finding these these devices when they've got your skills uh you know that they're using on a daily basis what's been the experience what's been the feedback how is it changing their lives
1: right yeah so um yeah, it's been changing a lot of people's lives because you know off the, a lot of our um you know tech speak, I'm going to say my, our end users, a lot of our end users, um, they, haven't, they don't use technology to the level that maybe the younger generation uses that. So uh, for example, I can tell you one story of um, uh, this, a woman at one of our client locations. She was saying how she um, had these earrings that she had for a really long time and one of her earrings fell off and she saw that there was um, a brand name on it and she never saw this brand name. And she said, um, uh, the, the brand name was like La Roche. And then she's like, you know, Alexa, what's La Roche? And then it went on to doing this whole. Um, oh, actually, <laughs> off right now.
0: we're getting the demo, yeah, right? Going. The live demo yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: Exactly, a live demo. Yeah. But um, she was, so she was, so basically, yeah, so, uh, Alexa was giving her this explanation on who this brand was. And she was like, wow, I never even knew that. And that's something, of course, um, you know. Amazon created, but um, being like I was saying, just having a way to know what's happening in the community has really been helpful. Um, A a lot of our um, uh, the residents in our client location, some of them um, their vision's fading. A couple of people are blind, so being able to have um, a way to ask for information, ask the time, ask the weather has been uh, transforming their lives. Um, And so it's been amazing, and I think a lot of that. We we, um, provide the devices, we configure them, we do um, a lot of training and um, we provide guides and we train the staff as well. And that really helps um, our end users really learn how to use um, a voice assistant to help their daily lives. So the training is really about not just being able to ask for the weather, which is important, but um, being able to... Use those certain skills or say those certain utterances to really um, make their lives more enjoyable, make their lives easier and more exciting
0: great great well I, I mean yeah, this is obviously a huge area with the aging demographic and and the whole idea like you said of aging in place and and finding the right care for for the so many um, seniors and aging people in our society right now this is just a, a, such a valuable thing that that you are doing um, mm. I think maybe we should just finish off with one more one more question here and that's just um the sense of like voice first health and you know what does that mean to you in the context of of what you're doing
1: Oh yeah um so yeah exactly that in terms of voice first and then when we are um developing our software and services we look at how much can we do through voice and not have to go to the screen because when we go to the screen whether that's on a smartphone or a computer, you direct your attention away from the person, from your patient, from the resident that you're taking care of, and that is not a good experience. Because you know we want to make more of a human-centered design. You want to connect. We want to make connections stronger. And you know a lot of times our, the, our traditional technology, like I mentioned, kind of it puts our takes our attention away from other humans Mm -hmm. and so voice first i feel like um or i know I see this is that it really helps strengthen relationships um it's a way to stay engaged with other people and also of course a task at hand and and just you know we need a break from these screens you know a lot of us are just always in front of them and you know i'm sure there's a lot of um research and um studies that go into how, like, you know, our screens can, looking at a screen all day is not a good thing. Um, and I think voice first, too, as well, um, is a way to create transparency because it's a multiplayer experience, I often say. Um, when you have a screen, it's usually, um, you know, a, a one player or just one person's using it, maybe two people. But when you do voice first, when you're, when you're speaking to a voice assistant, um, everyone in the room can hear it. And I think this is very important for people that are older, um, who a lot have a distrust, distrust, um, in technology. They don't, um, you know, they don't know what people are doing. So if a caregiver or a doctor or nurse is on that iPad or screen, like, what are you writing there? You know, what, what's, what are you doing? And it's not necessarily clear, but if you're speaking it out loud, then everyone can be on the same page. I think that's very important.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And the whole idea of the distrust. Yeah, that's another that's a great point that I hadn't given a lot of thought to um, that when you when a doctor or a healthcare provider is buried behind a screen somewhere. um, It's only natural to have the or it's only natural for the for the uh, patient to be wondering what's going on. But, yeah, it's very interesting when you're sort of having a dialogue with a voice assistant that's out there and everybody can hear it. Um, I think that fosters a stronger relationship and more trust, like you said. So, yeah, that's a really great point. Where can people go to learn more about you and, and what you're doing?
1: Right. And so um, you can find out more about our company at www.soundmindinc, That's www.soundmindinc.com. And there where you can see all the things that we're doing. We're updating that all the time. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at SoundMind Inc., Um, and we're on Twitter as well at soundmindintel, that's I N T E L. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're very active online and, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Wonderful. That's great. I will make sure to put all of the uh, all the links in the show notes page so that uh, we make it as easy as possible for the listeners to to get in touch with you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Iram. It's, uh, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you and hearing about everything that you are doing. It's, uh, it's really doing a great service and I'm sure it's only going to get uh, more exciting and bigger and better from here on out as well.
1: Right, yeah. Thanks so much for having me, and I would love to come back and speak about how things develop in the future.
0: That would be great. That would be great. Thanks very much, and we'll, we'll talk again soon.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is really fantastic uh, what Iram is doing with her company, SoundMind. You know, as I mentioned at the outset, I think the aging demographic is such a uh, huge, uh, important, uh, and, and really, in some ways, a leading demographic of the people that are embracing the voice first technology because it is so seamless and because generally speaking they have not been as comfortable with screens with mobile devices and that sort of thing and this is a way that they can really take advantage of technology and they can use it to improve their quality of life Um, so congrats again to Iram for all of her excellent work and for what the company is doing. I think, uh, this is really valuable and I look forward to seeing how this progresses, uh, in the near future for you. If you want to get in touch with her or her company, again, the links to everything that she mentioned will be on the show notes page and the show notes can be found at voicefirsthealth.com slash 16, for this 16th episode, uh, voicefirsthealth.com slash 16, And uh, you can get in touch with her through that page. And like I said, I'll have all of the links there. Please make sure you have subscribed. We've got some really, really great interviews coming up like this one over the next couple of weeks. We've got at least, I think, three or four already lined up. Uh, and I'm just excited to be able to share all of these with you. So if you haven't hit subscribe, please make sure to hit subscribe, and I look forward to speaking with you very soon. There also will be some exciting announcements coming up very soon uh, in the Voice First Health space, and I look forward to bringing those to you as well. So that's just a little teaser, and please stay tuned for those. Uh, When we're ready to announce them, I will certainly be, uh, be the first to let you know. Have a great week enjoy. And again, one more time, the show notes are at voiceversehealth.com slash 16. Take care.